This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Fundamental Shift. Today's talk is going to be called Expectation Versus Experience. And there's absolutely nothing new in this talk. I've talked about things like this in the past. And what I want to do is really bring focus back to this and maybe a different aspect of it because it's really important. And uh, so please kick back, give this your full attention. This one is, uh, is a big one. I think it's a, you know, when we talk about the concept of fundamental shift, this uh, realization or switch in attention could be really fruitful for people if, um, if we can learn to pay attention to it. So the talk today, expectation versus experience. Let's get into it. I think the big idea in things in general, whenever there's a big idea, it's often, when you look at it closely, so simple that you almost don't notice it. It's kind of like, well, of course. But if we look at expectation versus experience, um, you know, the big point there, the, the potentially simple big point there is that our whole problem in life is that our experience is different than our expectation. That gap between the two things, and I'm, I'm repeating myself here, but listen closely because it's really important. The gap between what we are experiencing and what we are expecting to experience or hoping to experience, that gap, that difference is the amount of our unhappiness. So I would even go as far as to say that if they're not far off, if they're kind of close but a little off, we're kind of unhappy. If they're very far off, we're exceptionally unhappy. And I want to go through that with some examples and, and get clear on what I mean by expectation and experience. But that's the whole ball, <laughs> ball of wax right there. That's the whole thing is that our experience is different than our expectation. And so learning those two ends and uh, finding out which one we can control and which one we can't control is really, really important. So let's get into what experience and expectations are. I'm not sure how deeply I need to describe experience or what that is, but quite literally experience is what's going on for you in this moment. It is what you're experiencing. And I don't mean to use the word to define the word, but in a meditative sense, what that means is that it's the energy that's going on, it's the sounds that you're hearing, it's the feelings that you're feeling, the happiness, the um, the sadness, the warmth, the cold, the pain, the lack of pain, the space. The experience is what's really going on, sort of prejudgment, all that stuff. Expectation, on the other hand, is what we've set up as a want. Um, a want is something that, you know, you're at a party and it's not as fun as you'd like. And so you've created in your mind what the experience of the party is and what your expectation of the party is, which is this big blowout, let's say, or something really fun where people are dancing on tables. And you go and it's a little more boring. Oh, wow, this is really more like people talking about politics and something that I'm not as interested in or whatever. And so you become disappointed in the difference between the experience of the party and the expectation of the party. Um, Expectations are often about future things, but they can often be a comparison with your current situation as well. So let's talk about not liking your car very much. The expectation is that you have some really sweet car that works all the time, that people respect, and that you feel proud to drive. 
the experience is, is that your car breaks down a lot and you're kind of embarrassed to be in it and all that stuff. And so the experience and the expectation when they're not aligned uh, ends up being a really uh, you know, painful situation for a lot of people. What's funny there and, and something that's kind of calling me for a little bit better explanation is that the larger your expectation is, the more it can affect your experience, right? If that's not already clear. So the actual experience of being embarrassed by a car doesn't exist unless you have a larger expectation, unless you have the expectation of a BMW and you're in a Taurus, right? So if you just are in the Taurus and not comparing that to anything and you're experiencing, you're fine. If your expectation is that that Taurus were a BMW, then you're going to be a little bit disappointed and, and embarrassment and things like that will actually roll into your experience. Um, that's a, that's a important point, but a, but a subtle one. I, I just want to really point out the difference at this point. So the important rule is that there is a gap between our experience and our expectation. And that gap is our unhappiness. Experience is what's happening to us. Expectation is what we'd like to happen to us. And just as a question, how many people do you know that live in a state of almost constant disappointment over their life situation? You know, many people have their whole identity around reporting how much their life is not adding up to what they wish it would add up to, you know, at smoke breaks and at the water cooler. And, you know, when we get together to just spend time, a lot of it is this constant sort of complaining about mm, my life isn't what I want it to be. My life isn't what I want it to be. How much do you do that yourself? How much does your mind kind of do that on its own? This doesn't mean that unhappiness doesn't exist. It just means that we don't have to make it our full focus. And there's a big freedom to be found in managing expectations and understanding what that is. But it takes a very different mindset. And we need to really focus on the pain that this creates. If we can see how much pain is created just in this, what seems to be a very natural uh, function of the mind, which is, you know, desires and wants and growth and all that stuff, right? And we're not at all talking badly about growth or, or necessarily, you know, desires that we're aware of and that kind of stuff. It's just that sort of unconscious desire expectation uh, gap that we want to really focus on uh, today in this talk. So again, there's lots of examples of the disappointment. It can be your home, your job, your relationships, all your material things, all that stuff is sort of the experience of what is versus the expectation of what is. How does this relate to meditation, where meditation is hard for people? You know, basically that comes down to a, we want or expect meditation to bring us peace and joy and concentration and all these things. And then our actual experience of sitting is a lot of frustration and a busy mind and we become more and more aware of this busy mind and man that sucks and and you know what's going on why isn't this working and so meditation can set up this experience versus expectation gap for us and I'll talk more about that later but I just wanted to bring up that meditation uh, doesn't fall outside this that that state of mind kinda carries through everything and so to begin to learn to enjoy meditation and to really get the fruits out of it we need to realize what meditation is, which is exactly the practice of dropping expectations. Meditation hits this concept square in the eyes. It's really about practicing sitting. And when we notice an expectation or we notice a discomfort, right, which is really an expectation of a, of a different thing, 
we drop that and we come back to what is. We come back to experience. So it's the practice, the conscious practice of sitting in experience instead of expectation. So I think that's a good aside, but I wanted to just uh, bring that up. So there's two sides of this thing that we're talking about, right? Experience and expectation. And movies and TV and things like that will often imply that we can control the world. Again, I've, I've talked about these kinds of things before, the external kind of chasing and making the world into what we want it. What I mean by that is getting the BMW, working toward the bigger job, making our relationships better, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we are absolutely in a culture where it is taught to us that it's our job to go try to as much as we can to whatever degree we can control the world and that our happiness will be found in the success of that control right science implies that control or prediction should be our greatest goal uh you know being able to predict the weather being able to predict the future being able to predict the stock market all these things are kind of implied in watching cause and effect and understanding that if we just knew all the causes and all the effects, we'd be smart enough. And that's really almost the point of science. And I don't want to take anything away from science because it's wickedly important and it's wonderfully interesting. But I do want to show that we can't control the expectation. We can't create expectations and just make them happen. Uh, people die. You know, accidents happen. Stuff comes up that is outside our control. And so the illusion that our ego or our self or whatever can have these wants and kind of whip them into being, right, is, you know, that's the, that's the superhero want. That's us wanting to have special powers and be able to, you know, do more than we really can. If you come to reality about what's going on, we'll see that we can't really control the external world. To a certain degree, we can. We can play around with stuff. Science is fantastic and all that. But we're not going to stop gravity. We can work with gravity and build rockets and planes that can fly and things like that. But we don't ever stop gravity. You know, we can't just make things end. And so there's a certain order here that we're living within. And the realization of that is that we can't really control or make our expectations become real as easily as we can focus on our experience. And so is it easier to go when you're in a Taurus that's breaking down and kind of crappy and you don't have much money in the bank, is it easier to get the BMW or is it easier to drop the expectation of the BMW? That's really the question. So not only is it potentially better to drop the expectation and come to where you are, but I would suggest that even if you could go get the BMW, that the BMW probably wouldn't be enough because that mindset would then want more. And, you know, there's that treadmill of time again. So what I really am trying to find good words for, and I don't think I have yet, but the most important thing is to realize that we can control our expectation better than we can control what the experience is. So that kind of sounds a little reversed, but it's important. If we can learn to drop expectations and fall into whatever the experience is, that's true freedom. And it's just that simple. If we come to a place where we can say, all right, I can't manage what the experience is and I can't manage what's going to happen necessarily, but what I can manage is my own expectation or lack of expectation. I can drop expectation. That is a wickedly powerful thing to learn and a really important thing to understand and that's kind of the whole point of this talk today so be aware that that's possible so an awake person realizes that we can manage our expectations better than we can manage the experience and 
spends a lot of time potentially working on how to manage that expectation. What's funny is that life is going to come back and show us that we don't control the experience. Life is going to come back and show us through natural disasters, through, you know, crazy stuff that's out of our control constantly. So whether we want to meditate or not, whether we want to learn this stuff or not, life is going to keep teaching it to us. And we can either sit through that and be unhappy about it, or we can face it and say, I see that. I see that I really need to, that the almost entire point of this is to really begin to manage my own expectations. If I come to terms with that, it's really the beginning of enlightenment right there. Even if we can't fully align, just knowing that that possibility is there, just knowing that the dropping of expectation is available to us is enormous. And that really is the beginning of living in a different way. That is the beginning of a fundamental shift. Because you'll go to work and you'll see that you're disappointed by what somebody said to you. And you'll be able to drop that disappointment because that's just an expectation. That's just being disappointed in what your experience is versus what the expectation of the experience is. And you'll be able to be much less attached to all those things that in the past have hurt you. So whether we choose to meditate and practice this, which is, again, the you know rather proactive way to learn to drop uh, expectations. You know, meditation is sitting in experience, and as you notice these thoughts and desires and things arise, you drop them, right? That's an actual workout for your mind to, uh, to sit in experience. Even if we don't do that, life is going to come back and show us again and again, and we're here to learn it. So what's funny is a lot of people that meditate a lot actually say that meditation kind of creeps into their whole life, and it's actually in everybody's life. And I've even heard some people say we all meditate all the time. Uh, we're just not you know, all aware of it. Well, the reason they say that is because this is the same lesson to learn whether we're practicing meditation or whether we're just walking around. It doesn't matter because life is still trying to show us this. It's going to keep giving you water cooler banter uh, until you realize that you can be free of it, that that's up to you, that that gap is in your own mind, that life isn't really being just harsh with you. It's just that you haven't learned how to, you know, uh, deal with that aspect of your mind yet, the dropping expectation. So when we do learn that, there's a huge freedom and a huge happiness that comes in, and we don't have to be attached to sadness. So I think I've batted this around enough for today. Uh, I'm always, when I think of it, going to try and do a shout-out for my website, which I will potentially have more time to focus on very soon. Uh, hopefully in the next month or so, my work is going to slow down dramatically. So I'm hoping I can give a little bit more attention and time to these podcasts and writing and uh, answering questions and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I do some coaching on the side as well. So hopefully we'll be giving all that stuff a little bit more time and attention uh, a little bit later in the summer. But for now, thank you so much for listening. Please check out backtobreath.com. Uh, write comments, send me emails. Uh, I'm really glad you're listening. Thanks so much. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh